Sunday morning. Everybody grab your hymn books now. Stand to your feet. If you're glad you're saved today, say amen. amen. Let's get ready to sing. Brother Ken's going to come lead us this morning. Amen. And you read songbook this morning, hymn number 346. I know my name is there. We'll sing the first, second, and last verse this morning, hymn number 346. if I can, or prayer requests rather, uh, just before we open up in prayer. First of all, continue to lift up. We put this out on our call system yesterday, the family of Sister Price in the home going of her brother. Remember them if you would. Remember Sister Lorraine Whitlow, she's got to have some surgery coming up shortly. She's going to keep us posted on that. And then a lot of you know Brother J.D. Harmon, a local pastor, uh, had a uh, stroke delivering a funeral message this week. So pray for him if you would. And then uh, uh, several of you have probably saw, uh, saw on social media, Renee had put this out, and I mentioned this downstairs in my Bible study Sunday school class, really want you to be praying for Sister Kyla Rowland. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, she and her husband Bob were walking down out of the, they have one step from their home to their garage. He thought he was going to pass out. She reached to help him. Uh, and she fell, he fell on top of her, and she's broken the femur bone connecting to her hip, uh, had to have emergency surgery on Thursday, and uh, will be in rehab for the next month. 
I, 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 I had told her that I hoped we would, uh, we were going to pray that she would be ready for a women's mountain retreat, which is at the end of August, and she's decided she's going to be here at the end of July. Uh, I don't know how she's going to squeeze four weeks of therapy into two and a half, but she's decided she's going to be here. Uh, but you lift her up in prayer if you would. And then what a blessing to see Brother Robert Turner. Rave your hand, Brother Turner. Amen. My goodness. Just a few months ago, seeing him in the hospital with broken bones galore. Uh, and God has sure answered prayer, seeing him walk back in services and stand in the boot, Brother Turner. Bless your heart. God's good all the time. Amen. All right, Brother Tim, take us to the throne of grace this morning, if you would. Let's pray for our services. Brother Tim, pray for us, man. Our gracious Heavenly Father, God, we want to thank you for the opportunity we have to be in your house this morning, Lord. We want to thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins. God, we thank you for this, the ability to get up every morning, Lord. We take so many things for granted in this life, God, and you just breathe the breath of life for us every day. I thank you, God, for loving us and for keeping us. I pray, God, that you'll be with each prayer request that was mentioned this morning for those who have lost a loved one, those who are battling cancer and things of that nature. God, you know the needs there, and I pray, God, that you will just step in and intervene where, you, where your will is. Lord, we thank you for all that you do. We thank you for those that are back from battling broken injuries, for Brother Turner being here this morning. God, you've worked so hard in his life to get him back here with us today, and we thank you for that, God. We thank you, God, for just the love that you show us that we do not deserve. And I pray, God, you'll be with us this morning in the service, the singing and the breaking of your bread, Lord. We pray that you'll give the pastor the words that we need to hear. Just prepare our hearts for the message, Lord. And I just thank you for everyone that's here. And God, if there is just one person here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, I pray that you will just touch their hearts, Lord, and just not let them leave this building today without making that right with you, God. Salvation is so easy, yet some people just make it so hard. It's a free gift, God, and I just pray that you will just work today. And if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, Lord, just bring them to your salvation today. I thank you, God, for loving me. I'm the most undeserving person in this building probably. But, God, you died on the cross for my sins, and I'm so grateful for that. I pray, God, you'll just be with everyone. Just touch our hearts and work in this service today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. How many of you know that just when you need him, he's always on time? I want you to listen to Brother Matt as he sings one of Kyla's classics, Jesus Rescued Me. And think back this morning to all the times he's always been an ever-present help in your time of need. You listen now. Sing it, Matt. Yeah. 
right. We're going to do one more this morning. I don't know about you, but the devil loves to bring up my past. And I am so glad this morning that when he does, uh, and I try to take it to God, he has no idea what I'm talking about. Because my past is in the sea of God's forgetfulness. You listen now as the choir sings, Jesus buried my past. Jesus, baby, my 
in the sea of God's forgetfulness. We sure appreciate you being here this morning. Let me give you some quick announcements today. Uh, first of all, choir practice 445. We would love to have you join us uh, this afternoon. We're not, uh, uh, we don't audition or anything like that. If you want to make a joyful noise and you're a faithful attendee here at our church, we'd love to have you. So you come join us this afternoon at 445. Let me also remind you of our continued Christmas in July project. You've got bulletin inserts that explains all of this. This is part of Operation Christmas Child that we do every year. Our goal this year is for our church to send out 200 shoeboxes in November. So we do that with personal folks that uh, uh, personal boxes that folks fill, and then also, of course, what we collect in the month of July as a church. Uh, again, uh, you can look at what I've listed, but the bulletin insert gives you a lot more details on the things that we need. When you bring those in, put all of that in Pastor Ken's outer office down the hallway there, and then our folks who work on this project will gather it all together. Uh, and speaking of, don't forget your little pill boxes that uh, we've been handing out full of quarters. That helps uh, supply the shipping for those, so keep that up if you would. And then uh, you will notice that I have a TBA listed uh, on our end of summer jubilee regarding our ladies' jubilee. We're going to play that by ear uh, because of what we described with Sister Kyla. If she's able to be here, we're going to sure do that. Uh, but we're going—I don't want to get somebody else to be here in case she can make it because we're going to just play that by ear. We'll keep you posted on that as we know more. Uh, and, but be much in prayer for our upcoming end of summer jubilee with uh, Brother Heath Williams uh, on August the 5th, Brother C.T. Uh, 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 the 6th, 7th, and 8th. And man, we're looking forward to that. I hope you've marked your calendar and are ready for a fantastic time of praising the Lord during the end of summer. And if you haven't already signed up for our Christmas production, uh, please sign up as soon as you can. That information is over here on my side at the postal area. Help us out with that if you would. All right, we are delighted to have the joyful sounds with us today. I want y'all to be making your way up here. I love, love, love these folks. I can't brag enough about them. Kids, we're going to let you stay put for just a little while. We'll let you, the little ones go out in just a little bit. Ushers, I want you to go ahead and make your way down this morning. You mind the Lord with tithes and offerings, and we're going to turn the joyful sounds loose. Love these folks. Uh, love their testimony. Love their talent. Uh, when uh, when Miss Annie broke her ankle last year, uh, and uh, we didn't know whether they'd be singing again anytime soon, then they just celebrated uh, an anniversary of singing. Uh, and so God has blessed them, and I'm glad to have them this morning. When they started filling their calendar again, I said, we got to get on in a hurry because y'all's dance card's going to fill up. So I'm glad to have them with us this morning. Love these folks, love what they do, and I'm just going to turn them loose this morning. Father, bless the offering today. Lord, I pray that you'd bless the folks as they give uh, your tithe. Uh, and Lord, the offering uh, that we give unto you. Lord, I pray that you'd bless today the joyful sounds as they sing. Lord, in just a bit, when we go into preaching, may you bless that as well. Thank you, Lord, already for meeting with us today. We felt your presence in our midst. Lord, we surely don't take that for granted. Again, bless these precious folks as they sing this morning in Christ's name. Amen. I sure love y'all. We sure love you too. I will. Yes, I once was sad and lonely. I felt so all alone until I asked the Lord to take control. He gave to me an answer and said that I was free. He cleansed my heart and then he blessed my soul. Oh, yes, I know I'm saved. Oh, yes, I know I'm saved. 
I feel the Holy Spirit deep inside. Oh, yes, I know I'm saved. Oh, yes, I know I'm saved. I'll always have my Savior by my side. Be sure Tim's on over there. It's good to be here. Yeah, One of our favorite places to come, and uh, I like something alive, don't y'all? Yeah, I tell you, there's enough deadness in this world. And speaking about Miss Kyla, uh, I just tell that rehab place one thing: they ain't never seen it on that fashion. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you, I was in rehab for a while, and I tell you, it ain't no fun. But I'm sure she will wake them up. Speaking of her, she wrote this song right here many, many years ago. God handled it all. And you know what? I love the words to it. And um, it said, down through the years, down through years, I found him faithful. And I don't know about you, but you know what? I certainly have. And um, he, he is just what he says he is. And we hope you enjoy this song this morning. Redemption, hopeless, helpless, sinner lost. But the Alpha and Omega brought the answer to the cross. And that's where one day I found him. Sin no longer left a stain. To this day, it is a holy, perfect What he sees today Down through the years I found him faithful Sin no trust him on and on For I know he'll lead his children safely home
singing in a church when I fell and uh, we, they had a morning service and an evening service and so we had sung this song uh, in the morning service and someone requested it in the afternoon service God makes no mistakes Daily. it was the last song we sung and so I go outside we get ready to leave <coughs> and um, I just turned my head a little bit looking for my husband by the way and see girls see what happens when you start looking for your husbands like Miss Kyle there you are in front of God and everybody anyway to make a long story short I stepped off of the sidewalk and there I was I mean I hit the ground I wasn't running I hit the ground and I looked down brother Greg and I had two bones sticking out of my ankle and I just said Lord this just didn't happen the devil says God makes no mistakes yeah. God makes no mistakes. I know Miss Kyle, I know what she said when she fell. Bob, what have we done? God makes no mistakes. After all that rehab, after all them weeks at home, and I would go to the kitchen window and look out, and I could just see nothing but the trees and the birds and the squirrels and stand there and cry. God, I was helpless. He makes no mistakes. You know what? There comes a time in our life when we just have to be still. Be still and listen to God. And he will show you something that you ain't never seen before. Mistakes. 
about singing this. I think we sing it the last 40, 11 times we've been here. But anyway, that's okay. It's a great song. And um, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you there's a miracle in me because I'll just be honest with you. I could have lost my foot. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just so thankful that I can get around. Amen. And, uh, and, and unless you've been there, as the old fellow says, you just don't know how it is. Yeah. But uh, I know God God works miracles, and he sure did in me. Oh, to be there when the Savior spoke the great command and to of his wonder making hand no miracle has caught my sing eye to cause my heart to sing but by faith I now can realize there's a
a text the other day this song is dear to me <clears throat> we um, recorded it when brother Jimmy Dillon was living how many people here knew brother Jimmy Dillon oh look at that that's right one of a kind but I wanted to do this song so bad with him before he passed away and we were able to and I can't think of a better preacher in this world to do this part right here than Brother Greg Hodges. Don't worry, I ain't singing. <laughs> I know some of you got real nervous. Yeah, that's right. Get nervous, he's going to preach, y'all. <laughs> I don't regret a mile. I've traveled for the Lord. And I can say, you know what, through it all, whatever, I don't regret one time, one, you know, we've been to some high places and we've been to some low places and it's okay, but God's always been there and I don't regret any of it. Song, but I don't. 
I've dreamed many a dream that seemed no answer would come. Though I waited patient and long, but I've realized enough of those dreams come true just to make me keep dreaming on. I've prayed many a prayer, seemed the dawn would never come. Though I waited patient and long, but enough of those prayers have been answered to keep me just praying on. I've trusted many a friend. It's true that's failed me, left me to weep alone. But enough of those friends have proven to be true just to keep me trusting on and on. I've sown many a seed that's fallen by the wayside for the birds to feed upon. But I've held enough of those golden sheaves in my hand to keep me sowing on. I've drank the cup of disappointment and in pain have gone many a day without a song. But I've sipped enough of the honey and nectar from the roses of life just to keep me drinking on. I don't regret a mile I've traveled for the Lord. I don't regret a mile I've trusted in His Word. told me she's Facebooking live and she just told me Kyla's watching so I want them to do one of Kyla's songs put a smile on your face uh, Renee and I chatted with her on Friday told her we loved her told her we were praying for her, and our church would be praying for her and she looked at me and she said preacher you're gonna need to pray for the therapist amen I said do amen. what and she said in fact you might want to get a funeral time. message ready <laughs> aren't you glad this morning God makes no mistakes amen he knows what he's doing. He's never one time failed us. And I don't know about you, but I just like to tell him I love him this morning. Amen. Did I mention that I love him? How I worship and adore him when I can see no Jesus, how many 
had enough words, enough nonsense, the music to tell the story of all my Savior has done. Did I mention that I love Him? How I worship and adore Him when I can see no way Man, that's awesome. Brother Ken, come on up here this morning. We're going to get a song to sing and stretch our legs on the last verse uh, this morning. We're going to let the little ones go out. I want the older ones to stay. Now, I don't know the age group. What's the age group for the older ones? Fourth, fifth, and sixth. You all stay in here this morning because I want you to hear the message this morning. But the little ones that you all will go on out for where you normally go on the last verse. We're not going to worry about the penny march this morning. Let's all stand to our feet. Uh, Brother Ken, come lead us in a song together. Amen. Page 150, the dearest friend I ever had in your red song book. We'll sing that first verse. Course, have a time of fellowship. Page number 150.
services this morning, folks. Right after services this morning, uh, Sister Upchurch needs to meet with those ladies that are heading to Women's Mountain Retreat in August. Need to get some hotel things together and other information right over here. Miss Miller, will that work? Right over here on piano side. So again, I'm probably going to forget, but ladies, you reminded me, you just come on up here right after uh, the services are done. Fellas, I want you to come back down one more time. Renee, get ready to play something for me very quickly. I want to do an offering for the joyful sounds. I don't do anything that I don't, I don't ask you to do anything that I don't do. So join me, if you would, in putting something in to let them know you appreciate them making their way up here this morning. Father, bless uh, this wonderful, wonderful group. Lord, how we love them, how we thank God for them. Lord, I pray that you'd bless their continued ministry as they serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to make a check, make it out to the church. Take off, folks. this morning please Acts chapter number four this morning every time I preach out of the book of Acts I am reminded of the story I heard many many years ago of an elderly lady who had gone grocery shopping she comes in she finds her door has been picked and standing wide open foolishly she goes barging in and she hears someone in the background rummaging through her jewels and so she shouts out Acts 238 which is if you want to flip back you'll see us repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ amazingly the burglar does not move she puts her groceries down and calls 911 and she shouts again Acts 238 which is repent and be baptized she just keeps shouting Acts 238 in a matter of moments Emergency personnel arrive and find the burglar hiding in the back closet, fear and trembling all upon him. The police go in and say, dude, what is wrong with you? How are you hiding back here? He looks up and said, that old woman said she had an axe in 238. Amen. Amen. I love it. That's my kind of woman right there. Acts chapter 4. Let me give you a very quick background before we dive into this. And you'll see in just a moment why I wanted the older kids to remain out here. In Acts chapter number 2, in fact, Peter and John have gone, Acts chapter 3, excuse me, have gone to preach into the tabernacle. They've gone in to hold services. And on the way, they see a man by the gate beautiful who has been lame. 
Of course, you know this story. He is begging for money there by the gate. Peter and John look over at him and simply say the words, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And in that moment, that man who'd been lame for all these years grabs his bed, rises up, begins walking, and makes his way into the temple where he begins shouting and praising the Lord. There in the temple, uh, a service breaks out, uh, such as had been experienced uh, shortly after the ascension of Christ. And then uh, the religious authorities pull uh, Peter and John in uh, and ask them what's going on, what's happening, what's taking place. They begin to describe how the one that they had crucified, the one whom they'd executed, uh, had been uh, Jesus, the Son of God, was alive and well. Uh, and they are then commanded by the religious authorities... Uh, not to preach the name of Jesus. They are forbidden to mention his name, forbidden to preach in the name of Jesus. So Peter and John make their way back to the church, back to the temple, if you will, and tell everybody that they have been forbidden from preaching in the name of Jesus. And when that happens, an old-fashioned praise and worship service busts out of the banks. Let's pick up our narrative, if we would, in verse 23 of Acts chapter 4. Notice what Scripture says. Being let go, they went to their own company, reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. When they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ, for of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all thy boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal. Signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. So much for not preaching in the name of Jesus. When they had prayed, look at this church, verse 31. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Father, thank you for what our hearts have already experienced this morning. Lord, I believe they've prepared us for the preaching of the hour. Lord, not because I'm doing it, but because you ordained this foolishness of preaching. I pray that you'd anoint the outline that I believe you've given us. Lord, I pray that you'd empower us to preach the word this morning with boldness, with clarity. Lord, it's already been said, I pray that if there's a lost one here, the Holy Ghost of God would convict that heart, draw them to themselves, Lord, that they might be saved. Lord, I pray that when we walk out of here, all of us would be empowered to, to face the week ahead. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brethren, we have met to worship and adore the Lord our God. 
Will you pray with all your power while I try to preach the word? All is vain unless the spirit of the Holy One comes down. Brethren, pray with all your power. God's manna will be showered all around. Let us love our God supremely. Let us love each other too. Let us love and pray for sinners till our God makes all things new. Then he'll call us home to heaven. At his table we'll sit down. Christ will gird himself and serve us with sweet manna all around. In my 17 plus years of pastoring, in 25 years of preaching, I have come to realize that people go to church for a whole host of reasons. There are some who will wake up on a Sunday morning and think to themselves, uh, Sunday is church day, let me put my church clothes on and I'll go to church because I'm supposed to. There might be some young ones here this morning who are raised in the same environment that I was raised in. Uh, in other words, you're here in church because you have to. You don't have a choice. There are some who will go to church to see and be seen. But may I say to you this morning that the author of the hymn I just quoted hit the nail on the head when he said in the first line, Brethren, we have met to worship. And adore the Lord our God. That word worship means to ascribe worth, to proclaim righteous. And may I say to you this morning that God did not create church for his benefit or for his good, but rather he created church for our benefit, not because he needs it, but because we need it help of the Lord this morning, I want to give you a message that I've entitled simply that same line, brethren, we have met to worship. Our teenagers experience during teen conference the divine presence of God in our services. Some might call it emotionalism. If that's what it is, I'll take it because as Miss, Miss Annie said, I've been in enough dead services, I don't want any more of that. That might not fit your theology, but I like to be somewhere that's active, lively, and full of life. I want the older kids to stay in here this morning because I want them to understand that church is meant to be a place where we come and worship as the conscience of our hearts dictates. My mentor, the preacher that ordained me and preached my ordination service, Dr. Billy Martin, said it like this, the presence of the Lord is not determined about the amount of shouting, the amount of hollering, the amount of hoopla that goes on in service, but rather the presence of the Lord is determined by the freedom folks feel to worship God as their conscience allows. So that means if you feel like saying amen in a church service, I'd encourage you to say amen. If I say Jesus is Lord and you say? If I say he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords and you say? If I say Pastor Greg's the best looking preacher you know, you say? Well, there was 12 of you. Amen. 
If you want to lift up your hands uh, during the singing, during the preaching, that's all right. Uh, If you don't want to do any of that, that's all right. But may I say to you, can you at least smile? Why? Because God's good all the time. Brethren, we have met to worship. And it's impossible to worship with a frown on your face. Don't misunderstand me. You may have come in here. I've stood here on many occasions with the weight of the world on me. You may have walked in full of troubles, problems, and circumstances. But aren't you glad that there's a place where we can check the problems at him in, check the problems at the back door, put aside the junk of the world just a little while, and come in and worship in the presence of God. Brethren, we've met to worship. What made this place so special? What made this first church such an incredible place to worship? Let me give you three or four things quickly this morning that identified their worship atmosphere that I think ought to determine the modern day church's worship atmosphere. You read those next few verses and subsequent chapters and you will find that when the altar call came, if there was such thing then, that they didn't walk the aisle by ones and twos, they walked the aisle by hundreds and thousands. May I say to you that if scripture is right, and I know it is, God hasn't changed. So what has? Quickly this morning, they worshipped, number one, with their presence. They worshipped with their presence. I'm a bit of a statistics nut. I've told you that. I love data. I love to send a, read the stuff behind the statistics. And I read something a few weeks ago that put a big old giant smile on my face. 20% of all fatalities and deaths in America occur in an automobile. That's not the part that put the smile on my face. 20% of all deaths in America occur in an automobile. occur at home. 14% are from pedestrians on the street. That's probably because of the 20% in the automobiles. 16% of deaths in America occur in the air, water, and rail. In other words, transportation. But here's the part I like. Less than one thousandth of 1% of deaths in America happen in church. You know what that means? You want to live a long time, be in church. Get off the roads, come to church. Get out the plane, come to church. The longer you're in church, the more likely you are to stay alive. Amen. They worshiped with their presence. You know what I've discovered, folks? I recognize there are times that you can't come to church. And as I've heard many saints of God say, when you can't go, that's when you wish you could go. How many times I heard my precious mother say in the last few months of her life uh, how she longed to be back in God's house. Uh, How many times we take for granted the church uh, that God gives us. Uh, Folks, one of the things I want you to understand is that the experience of worship that we have here, that ain't everywhere. Uh, Every church isn't like this. Uh, All people aren't loving like we are. Uh, All preachers aren't as handsome as this one is. Amen. Uh, All churches are not the same, so don't Don't take for granted when you show up uh, the presence of God in the church. I also believe that the faith that takes us to heaven will take us to God's house. I recognize there are times we can't go. I get it. I understand it. I work just like most of you do. But would you listen to me? When you can, you ought to. 
When you can be here, you ought to be here. Don't take for granted the fact that the doors are open and there's a place to come and worship the king. They worshiped with their presence. Number one, number two rather, not only did they worship with their presence, I like this, they worshiped with their praise. They worshiped with their praise. Peter and John came back and told them the commandments that they had been given, forbidden, forbidden to preach in the name of Jesus. An old-fashioned praise service broke out. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me scare some folks real quickly. These weren't Baptists. They weren't Pentecostals. They weren't Methodists. They weren't Presbyterians. They weren't Episcopalians. None of that stuff had even been invented. All they knew was that Jesus was alive and well, so they preached Jesus and honey praise broke out. You know what I have come to realize? That when you start praising God, something good happens. In fact, Psalmist says that God inhabits the praise of his people. So if you want God to show up in our services, you praise him a little bit, and that's when he does. What do we have to praise him for? I'm glad you asked. Look at verse 24. Look at verse 24. And when they heard that, what's the that? What the chief priests and elders had said to them. The fact that the chief priests and elders said you can't preach Jesus anymore. The fact that the chief priests and elders said shut that mess down. When they heard that in verse 24, they lifted, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. Lord, thou art God. What did they praise him for? They praised him because that's who he is. They praised him for his person. Can I pause just a moment and say I understand when you walk in here with burdens, but even under a mountain of burdens, you can praise God because he is God. You can praise God because not only is he God, you know him and he knows you. In fact, one of my favorite passages in Scripture is found in the Song of Solomon when the bride is trying to describe her love for the bridegroom. She cannot come up with the language. She doesn't have the words. And so she just said, He is altogether lovely and the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. I don't know about you, but I like being in the presence where people are not afraid to praise God. Why? Because He's God and He's good. In fact, if you want to know a reason to praise Him, you can start thrumming, thumbing through the pages of your Bible and you will find the names of God will inspire you to praise God. What do you mean? I'm glad you asked. Thumb through the pages of your Bible. You'll find that He's the Alpha. He's the Anointed. He's the Ancient of Days. He's the Beginning, the Bridegroom, and He's the Bright Morning Star. Amen. The Captain, the Counselor, He's the Chief Cornerstone. I'm just getting started. Amen. He's the designer. He's the desire of all nations. He's the insight, the elect, the everlasting God. The fountain, the first fruit. And somebody ought to say amen to this. He's the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He's the governor. He's the guy. He's our great and glorious Lord. Helper, helpmate, heaven's desire, hell's dread. Immortal, invincible, Emmanuel, God with us. He's the just, the justifier, and his name is Jesus. The master, the mediator, the Messiah, the Nazarene, the offspring of David, the Omega, the only begotten Son of God, prophet, priest, potentate, 
and the propitiation for every one of my sins. Uh, the ransom, the rabbi, the rock of ages that blooms in the cave of hell itself. The savior, the shepherd, the same yesterday, today and forever. Uh, the teacher, the truth, the tabernacle, uh, the wonderful way for the weary traveler. And like the bride said, he's altogether lovely. Amen. Praise him for his person. You can praise him for his person. But you can also praise him for his power. How many of you this morning, God's done something miraculous in your life? We just sung and shouted about the fact there's a miracle in me. Praise Him for His power. Go back to your text. Notice what Scripture says in verse number 28. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. For to do whatsoever thy counsel, thy hand, and thy counsel determined before to be done. Can I paraphrase that? Can I put it in a verbiage that we understand today? You can praise God because from the foundations of this world, God's got this. Whatever you're going through as a child of God... God's got this. It's already been planned. The solution's been figured out. Before you knew you had the problem, God had the solution in place. All you got to do is sit back and trust Him and know He's got the answer figured out. Preacher, you don't understand. My marriage is falling apart. Would you look at me? I, I can't put your marriage back together, but I sure know somebody that can. Preacher, I got a wayward child. I can't bring your child out of sin. Oh, but look at me. I sure know somebody that can. Preacher, uh, my world is falling apart. I can't put your world back together. Oh, but honey, I know somebody that can. Preacher, my child is lost. I can't save your child, but I sure enough know somebody that can. Preacher, things aren't working out. I can't make all things work together for good, but I sure know somebody that can. And praise Him for His power. Praise Him for His person. Number one, they praised Him for His presence. Worshiped with praise. Number three, quickly, they worshiped with prayers. They worshiped with prayers. Verse 29 said, And now, Lord, behold their threatening. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. That seems like a strange statement in conjunction with verse 28. When in verse 28 uh, they're saying for all practical purposes God's got this. Carry on. But now in verse 29 they say Lord we need you to do something. We need you to intervene. We need you to miraculously manifest yourself. We need the infilling presence of God. We need God to intervene. May I pause just a moment and simply say to you when you don't feel like praying, pray anyway. When you feel like you can't get through to heaven's hotline, you pray anyway. 
There's no greater words that your father loves to hear than you on your knees, whether physically or spiritually, and say, Lord, I am right here, and I need a little bit of help. I believe that the very God that spoke this world into existence will stop whatever he's doing and lend his ear to your need. They worship God with their prayers, with their presence, with their praise. Finally, this morning, look at verse 31. Boy, I love this. They worshipped with power. They worshipped with power. When they had prayed, the place was shaken. The place was shaken. What do you think that means, preacher? I think it means the place was shaken. I know that's deep. Theologically sound doctrine. The place was shaken. When you put a bunch of people uh, who are tuned into God, uh, praying out to God, uh, and the power of God fails, you don't have to wonder whether he was here or not. You don't have to question uh, whether or not God has showed up. When the presence falls uh, and the power falls, uh, you will know that God has been in the midst. I love what Miss Annie said this morning. When she talked about a lively church experience, I'm reminded what Peter writes in 1 Peter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again to a lively hope. The place was shaken. But not only was the place shaken, keep reading in verse 31, for it says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I know in Baptist circles that scares people to death. You start talking about the Holy Ghost around Baptists and they get real nervous. Here's the problem. The phrase that the Bible uses is Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They could feel the presence of God. They knew that, do you understand it's possible to be saved and not be directed by God? You, you understand, oh Lord, don't say amen to this. You understand it's impossible to be married and not in love with your spouse. Don't say a word. Amen. Do you understand it's possible to be saved and not tuned in with God, not full of the presence of God? I'm not talking about uh, being sealed. You've been sanctified, but there are times, and everybody who's been in church, you know this, there are times when you can feel the presence of God in your life, and then there are times you can't feel nothing about that. Where you are so far away from God, where you're, where God is nowhere around. Would you look at me? Who moved? Who moved? I'm reminded of the elderly couple sitting on the porch swing, having celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary. They were just rocking and rocking and swinging back and forth in the wonderful summer evening. The wife looked over at her husband and said, "You know, when we first got married." You used to hold my hand every time we was on this swing. So he reached over and he grabbed her hand. Her eyes got big. She smiled. He said, she said, you know, when we, when we first started dating, you didn't sit that far away from me. You used to, you used to be right up beside of me. Six Bibles apart. You used to be right up beside of me. So without missing a beat, 
scooches over right beside of her. So now they're scooched together. He's got her hand. She looks over him and said, you know, after we first got married, you used to nibble right here on my ear. He looks over at her. <sighs> Jumps up, goes in the house. She said, what's wrong? What did I say? He said, I got to get my teeth. <laughs> yeah, man. We can just park right there, can't we? <laughs> Would you look at me, folks? I'm being serious now. If, if things aren't as good between you and God as what they once were, who moved? I can promise you it wasn't him. People were saturated. There was power all around. Look at the last verse in verse 31. We're done. Notice what it says. And they prayed. The place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And notice, still in church. They spake the word of God with boldness. They spake the word of God with boldness. You know what dawned on me a few weeks ago reading this passage? They weren't proclaiming this to the lost. This was in church. And don't misunderstand me. There's a place where we've got to go proclaim the word of God to the lost. But in the church right here, they were just celebrating the fact that God is good. That God is in time, on time, all the time. And God showed up. God showed off. And the people began to praise God. I'm going to close same way I started. Brethren, we've met to worship and adore the Lord our God. Will you pray with all your power while we try to preach the word? Brother Ken, I want you to come up here, but I'm going to give you the song to sing. Everybody stand to your feet. Stand with us this morning. all over the building we're going to sing this song in just a moment but, but I want you to bow your heads nobody's looking because I'm going to ask you two questions number one preacher I'm saved but there is something huge in my life or in my family's life and we need God to intervene can I see your hand Boy, I'm seeing a whole lot of hands. I appreciate that. Before we sing the first note, why don't you make your way to this altar? Come on, right now. Step out all over. I see people coming from every aisle. Come on, come on, come on. All over the building. Come on, come on. Let me ask you a second question now. Nobody's looking, just me and the Lord. Preacher, I couldn't raise my hand because I'm not even sure I'm saved this morning. I'm not sure that my name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, and I need your prayers. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I want to pray for you. Anyone like that, preacher, pray for me. I need to be saved. We're going to sing this song, and I want everybody to sing it with us this morning. God is so good. Give us the chord, Mr. Renee. Sing it now. All over the building.
Retreat up here on the piano side. 445 for choir tonight, 6 o'clock for services this evening. Brother Ken, pray for us, buddy. Heavenly Father, God, we are thankful, Lord, for this opportunity back in your house today. Father, thank you for a place, Lord, an assembly of your believers who love to worship your holy name. Father, thank you for our pastor, Lord, his willingness to obey your command, Father, and preach what you've given on his heart, Lord. I pray, God, you just continue to help us all here. Father, we just want to worship and praise your holy name, Lord, the best way that we can. Father, thank you for your son Jesus this morning and his blood that is shed on Calvary's cross to save us from our sins. Father, bless your people now for being here. God, give us safe travels as we depart our separate ways. Father, bring us back tonight, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. 